As warrior dads, we got to tackle a lot of things, but tackling low testosterone levels should definitely not be one of them. Uh, we need to keep our testosterone at peak levels, and that is absolutely crucial for all of us. So I'm sure you know all the horrible things associated with low T levels. If you don't, it's definitely not pretty. Uh, it's Google search away. But unfortunately, testosterone levels in men have been consistently decreasing over the last two decades. And it's actually one of the biggest conversations I have to have when working with men, which is why I decided to create the Warrior Dads Testosterone Booster Guide and Checklist. It's a free download. And all you have to do is go to checklist.warriordads.com. Uh, just download it, start, start implementing it, and start to feel the difference. So again, go to checklist.warriordads.com and get your free copy now. Being a dad isn't always easy, but it's the best thing I ever did. I'm constantly improving myself to be the best dad I can be through fitness, nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle. As fathers, we pass on many things to our children, such as our mindset, our habits, our attitude, and what we've learned along the way. Each of these will shape who our children are and who they will become. The Warrior Dad's mission is to help you become the healthiest version of yourself, to hone your edge, and to live with purpose. My name is Jim Bartomey, and this is the Warrior Dad's Podcast. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Warrior Dad's Podcast. Today, I'm bringing on Thomas DeLauer, also known as, well, in my opinion, also known as the expert in the ketogenic and intermittent fasting world. Um, he is a wealth of knowledge. His videos are super, super informative. Sometimes I have to watch him two or three times uh, to get what he said and really like think about it because he knows this stuff inside and out so much. He's actually helped me uh, think about things in a different way and then implement some of this stuff into my lifestyle as well and, and test things out. So I'm really, really excited to get him on the show. It's been um, It's been a while trying to uh, to make it work, but we finally got it worked out and, uh, I'm happy to bring him on. So Thomas DeLauer is an author and health expert who is most known for his educational knowledge around the ketogenic diet and intermittent fasting. Thomas went through his own transformation, which by the way, was absolutely crazy. And you see the before and after pictures. It's ridiculous. Uh, back in 2011 and completely changed his body and his lifestyle. He now helps millions of people optimize their health and families through diet and lifestyle. Thomas, thanks so much for coming on the Warrior Dads podcast. Nah, Jim, thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. And you have a uh, a new son now, so congratulations on that. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, seventeen months. So he's uh, he's all over Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I know. probably got to probably got to tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great that you're you got him outside. You guys are so active. You, your wife, and your son are so active together. I mean, that's awesome. You know, he's getting exposed to what you know living a, a healthy lifestyle should be, and and obviously seeing you know what a fit dad looks like, and you know, great example, right? Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's a blast, though. I mean, it gives me it gives me a reason to do it. It gives me a reason to to do what I do. Yeah. So just give a brief background for anybody that may not um, know who you are. Just give a brief background of kind of like what led you to this point that you're at right now. Yeah. So, you know, I was previously a corporate healthcare exec. So I had an ancillary lab services company. I worked, you know, pretty pretty uh, waist deep in the healthcare world. Managed a lot of physicians, and during that time, I was extremely overweight and just kind of going to paraphrase it here, but essentially um, the doctors that I had managed were very high profile, very good quality doctors that took a lot of pride in, in their attention to detail. And they noticed that 
me being someone that was managing them on a lot of sides was very unhealthy. So they kind of took me under their wing, taught me some things in terms of inflammation, the ketogenic diet, you know, before the keto diet was ever popular Mm -hmm. and basically assisted me in losing a hundred pounds in terms of just arming with knowledge. And from there, it just, my world was flipped upside down. I I realized once I got healthy that I didn't even want to be in the healthcare world anymore because healthcare is really, you know, not to sound cliche, but healthcare is sick care, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get out of that. So I got sort of into the fitness world. And after my transformation, I was, you know, I was leaner, but not in super good shape. I told my wife, I said, I'm going to be on the covers of some magazines. I'm just going to put my mind to it and do it. So 12, Wow, that was actually months. a goal for you. It was just, I was just, it was a, a side goal. I was just like, you know, I kind of got out of this, this healthcare world that I was in. We went through an acquisition. I was able to get out of it in a good way. And I just uh, said, yeah, let's, you know, shift focus here. And then because of the sort of radical transformation from being super overweight to being on the covers of magazines, you know, mainstream media sort of picked up on that, got more attention. And that's sort of how my brand was built. And then I realized at that point that I think my gift um, to the world, in a sense, is the ability to articulate scientific and more complex physiology in ways that people understand and make it fun. So I set out on a mission to say, I am going to be the one that bridges the gap between health and fitness because there's such a divergence between what health is and what fitness is. And I wanted people to understand that there couldn't be a, a gap that can be bridged there. Mm-hmm. But I also, I really truly wanted to make health and like self-experimentation fun. I wanted, so I wanted people to learn that like, you could make these changes to your body and sure it can be amazing and life-changing and it can be emotional, but it can also be really, really fun. And it doesn't have to be just this textbook approach to science. Um, so with that mission in mind, um, you know, YouTube just blew up for me in the last couple of years. I'm at about 1.4 million subscribers now. I've only really been actively pumping the channel for a year and a half or, or just under two years. So it's, wow. um, so it's growing very, very fast and it's just amazing mm-hmm. to do what I do. And now I've been able to, I have, I just got back, uh, two days ago from speaking at the air force Academy. Um, I'm working with U S special forces on, you know, their, their diet approaches for, for missions and for, I mean, it's, it's great. It's uh, the things that I'm doing now to kind of have a trickle down effect on, um, society, but also our, our military and our law enforcement and first responders. It's just epic. So it's, that's where I'm at now. And I'm, I'm, life is good. I'm actually achieving some of these philanthropic, uh, steps that I had set out to do originally too. So that's awesome. Congratulations. I didn't know you were working with them. That's great. Yeah. Um, so, so you're helping all these people and how old is your son now? 17 months. Right. 17 months. So yeah. 17 months ago, he comes into the world. How did everything change for you? I mean, your, your transformation for, for everybody listening right now, your transformation is epic. I mean, you see the before and after pictures. I mean, you looked like, uh, you know, a, a linebacker, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. or, you know, or like a, a center or something like that. I mean, you were big and, you know, now, I mean, you've just, you, you look amazing. I don't know, you know, what, what body fat percentage you are, but it's, you know, it's not really even about, you know, what body fat you are, but it's just like the, the way you look right now, going into fatherhood, having the child come into the world. How did that change anything or did it change anything? I mean, obviously you guys are really active. Your, your wife looks like she's in shape and you guys, I'm sure kind of work out together, but kind of explain or paint the picture of what that looked like. How did your life change? How did it not change? For people, because I feel like that's kind of the downfall where that's where people start to, you know, I've had other guys come on and uh, even the owner of dad bod apparel, he came on and the, the joke was that some of his friends were like, oh, you know, get ready for your dad bod. And he's like, no, 
I, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to accept yeah. that. Sta- I'm not going to lower the standard for myself just because I have a kid coming to the world. So I'd love your take on that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's very similar for me. Um, I mean, it's, it's been a driving force for me. I mean, it's some people when they have kids, they don't realize until the kids are much older that like they're leading by an example. And that's not, and it's, it's, they think it's all about the, the culturing and the nurturing and everything like that, which is important, but no, I mean, like I know enough physiology and neurology to know that, I mean, they're, they're making like 500 neural connections every second up until three years old. I mean, that's every second, man. So, I mean, it's like every single thing that I am doing, this kid is taking in, absorbing, and it's building his life. Mm-hmm. And it's people don't realize that until it's too late because it's like that, that whole psychology, that subconscious is formed by the time they're seven. And if, if, it takes, if it takes a child to be able to articulate with vocabulary, like what they feel about something their parents is doing, parents are doing, it's, it's, been, it's too late. So you have to, so I knew going into this, like I, I'm going to have to have the discipline and I knew full well is going to be tough. Uh, but there was also a lot of, um, there was a lot of that where it's like, Oh, you know, same kind of thing. Oh, you're not going to be fit anymore. You know, say goodbye to your gym time. Say goodbye to this. I'm like, okay, that's just, that's just a non-negotiable. That's just not accepted. So, you know, my wife and I built our, built our gym. We built something that we could work out in so that we could still work out together and have baby Thomas there with us. And he's there watching us work out. And mm-hmm. we, we take our turns and in between our sets, we're watching the kiddo. We just made it part of our life. And, but how it's changed things is, I mean, it's made it easier for me because now I truly have something deeper than myself to actually work for. And it's, so it's given me a different vantage point. So it's, it's made it significantly easier for me to um, stay in shape. But also, I mean, from a dietary perspective, like people are like, oh, well, you're just busy. You're on the run. Like it's so easy to grab convenient food. Quite frankly, Jim, it's easier to intermittent fast now because I'm busy and I'm running around. And it, so rather than just opt for a candy bar, I'll just intermittent fast that day. It's just it works out great. So, I mean, my physique has changed for the better since having a kid, in my opinion. But it's, yeah. it's all it's all it's all perception, I guess. So you said you built this gym. Is the gym in your house? So my production studio where I actually film like my content that, so that kitchen that you see when you're watching my videos is actually technically, and it's really a non-functioning kitchen except for the stove. It's a set. But then the other side of that is my, is my gym. So like at my office, I built pretty, built a pretty robust gym and, you know, nothing, no crazy equipment, just, you know, barbells and things like that, kettlebells to get stuff done. Um, and some turf, you know, pretty basic stuff, Mm -hmm. but then we're moving into another house and we're doing the same thing in our garage now. So it's like, it's like the garage is half the garage is outfitted as you know, what you need to get done. And I'm all about simplicity. It's like, I don't need, there was a time where I liked the big box gyms with all the equipment and stuff like that. Now I just, I just want the simple stuff to get it, get done. And that's another thing that's changed since having a kiddo is, you know, I don't think about fitness from just a cosmetic side. I really do think about it functionally. I don't want to be the guy that's bending over and picking up my kid and hurting or hurting when I'm rolling around on the ground with my kid. Right. So, so my training has changed. So consequently the equipment that I need is minimalized. I mean, I can do a lot with medicine balls and dumbbells and kettlebells and, and not use, use a ton of weight and still be able to achieve what I'm yeah. after. Like I remember the time, you know, I remember the video before where you're just doing like body weight squats and your son's holding onto the kettlebell. And he's just, you know, <laughs> trying to squat or whatever. And of course they can do perfect squats. Right. I mean, you know, um, yep. you know, so that, that, that's really cool. So what is your, you know, so as an entrepreneur, so you have the people that, you know, they go to their day job and they're, you know, the nine to fivers or the eight to sixers, you know, whatever you, uh, whatever your work schedule is, but you know, as an entrepreneur, you're kind of all over the place all the time. Right. And you're doing, 
you know, I don't know who helped just who helps you with your social media. Anybody? You have like a team team of people. I mean, and- got, yeah, I've got a yeah, I've got a couple guys that are you know kind of my my marketing team here, and then I've got you know my my production team kind of on the video yeah. side. But yeah, it's, it's still a pretty okay, small, but team. it's still a lot to do though, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. you know, as an entrepreneur, it's kind of like almost like the job's never really done, or the day's never really done. So, what does your typical day look like, and how do you structure, you know, your workouts in or your activity in, uh, and your meal prepping in? Now, especially now that you have just one extra responsibility of being a dad. Yeah. I mean, my day is pretty, the morning is almost always the same. I mean, I get up around 4.30 or 5 a.m. Uh, you know, I have a little bit like 15 minutes, 20 minutes of me time just in the morning just to collect myself. Um, you know, I, I don't really go on my phone or anything the first few, you know, 15, 20 minutes a day. I mean, I might check something. I'm not, you know, militant about it. But it's, uh, that's really me time. That's time for me to just, a lot of times I'll just kind of stand in the kitchen and lean on the counter and just sort of like collect my thoughts for the day, for the morning. Because it's, it's, I'm a morning person and that's my time. That's like my time. So, um, and then of course, it's a little bit of cold brew black coffee and then it's off to the gym or out for a run or doing something. Uh, you know, sometimes the wife's coming with me if the kiddo's up, but a lot of times I'm in the gym by, you know, 5, 5.15 in the morning and getting that done. And that's just a non-negotiable. That's just something that's just, that's just part of my day, no matter what. And, and what time was that? Um, in, in, you know, five fifteen, roughly. You know, so if I'm getting up at four thirty, four forty-five in the morning, yeah, you know, by the time I get to the gym and have some coffee and stuff, it's five fifteen. Uh, you know, so I'm getting out of the gym by six fifteen usually. You know, I'm, I'm not in there for a long time. I'm in there for forty-five minutes to an hour and fifteen, depending mm-hmm. on what I'm doing. Then I come home and it's usually going for a walk with the wife and kid. And you know, we walk and go get a nice tea from Starbucks or something like you know, try to have some family yeah. time then. And then it then it cuts into my. Uh, then it cuts into the work time and it's, you know, I've gotten really good about planning my day the night before. So rather than wake up in the morning and plan my day out, I try to plan my day the night before when I'm exhausted, because when I plan my day out, when I'm exhausted, uh, I know that I'm going to set realistic expectations for myself because a lot of times I have, I'm very high energy in the morning. I'm just wired that way. So I get up in the morning and I want to tackle the world. And I realize that I should not, I need to have the discipline to not act on the ideas that I have in the morning. It sounds counterproductive and counterintuitive, but I am so overzealous in the morning. I end up saying yes to way too many things and it ends up being catastrophic. So by the end of the day, I'm a little bit exhausted. I'm worn out. I have enough of my, like the ideas have flown through and filtered out. So I write out the next day's plan. Um, I've gotten really good about segmenting, like when I'm going to have specific family time and, you know, I'm okay with having small chunks. I've learned, learned to embrace the 10 minute chunks of time that I spend with my wife and kid during the work day. Um, and it's great. And it's all about, again, perception and how you can be happy with that and not just be like, okay, I'm going to be working straight through this period of time. And then I come home at this time and I have to flip a switch. If you're not achieving balance at a high level, then it's not worth achieving it. And what I mean by that is like balance doesn't exist. You can't, you can't try to be like, I'm going to balance work and then balance my life. It's all one. And it doesn't matter whether you work for somebody or work for yourself. Like it's still part of your life and you should accept it as part of your life. You shouldn't let it own you, but you need to be giving a hundred percent of whatever you are doing at that point in time to whatever it is you're doing at that point in time. So if I am at that very second, I am with my family I am with my family. Like there's the, my not scrolling not on diverted. Instagram it, or checking text messages that exactly. they come in or my emails exactly, to set man. this podcast it's, up. <laughs> no, dude, you're good. You're all good. That's why sometimes it takes me a while to yeah. get back. And, and, but it's, but you're present. It's just, yeah, exactly. You have to be present. I mean, it's pre- present by the very definition. So it's like when I sit down to do a task, I am 
I'm punching away at that, like period, hundred percent on that. I'm not. And then when I shift over to my family, with, even if it's for 30 seconds, I'm a hundred percent there. That's what I mean. Like, there's no balance. You're not giving 50% here and 50% there. You're a hundred percent at what you're doing at that very moment. No, do you always like that? Or is that something you kind of had to develop and practice and, you know, were you more scattered before or you've pretty much been good like that? It's ebbed and flowed. Um, I've always been a pretty disciplined person with that. Um, you know, even when I was overweight, I was still working out and stuff like that. It was just kind of like, I, I just lost sight of a few things and lost sight of my diet. And it's kind of like, Oh, I'm lifting a lot. I can just eat whatever I want. and I'll just turn to muscle. <laughs> yeah. Not true. Not true. Um, so I've always been fairly disciplined and I've always been a morning person and I've always been very self-aware. Um, so I think, you know, with that, um, being self-aware has been a big piece of it. Just understanding like what is going to make me tick. Cause I, I'm also understanding that not everyone is that way. So it's, I'd say I've always had sort of an inkling to be like that, but not as much as I do now, because now it's just, it's either that or it's going to be other yeah. chaos. So you mentioned before about how, if you have a really busy day and you're on the go, it's actually easier because you don't have to stop off and get something. You can just kind of make that your intermittent fasting day. Are you kind of figuring that out on the fly or because you're taking the time the day before to figure out what your schedule is like for the day, knowing that you're going to be here, there, and you're like, all right, well, this is just an intermittent fasting day. Is that pretty much? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of both. A little bit of both because the hard part is, is that um, if it's not an intermittent fasting day, um, there's some things that would, I, I would have to, I have to decide pretty early in the day if it's going to be an intermittent fasting day. In other words, you know, if I, if I go to the gym and then I come back from the gym and I eat breakfast, you know, I've blown it if it's going to be a fasting day. So I can't like, it's hard for me to decide midway through the day that oh, I'm just going to fast today. But it's, you know, so usually it's kind of planned out like, okay, this is going to be a fasting day, but I do try to, I do know when I'm going to be more busy than others generally. Um, you know, it's, for example, my wife has some things that she needs to do and I know that I'm going to need to uh, take the kiddo around while also working or also I'm filming that day or whatever. Then I will usually just say, screw it. I'm going to fast. It just makes life easy. So I'll plan that to be a fasting day. Um, you know, but there are also the situations where, you know, you get up and it's just chaos, the kid's sick wife's sick you know it's just like okay you know forget it like i don't even want to have food be in the equation today screw it it's gonna be a fasting day it makes life a lot easier it's just when you take when you just remove that variable life just is so much easier we're just we're so preconditioned i think we just need to just eat all the time so how many days a week do you fast roughly usually three three. okay yeah is there any research that shows that um because i one of my female clients was telling me uh that the research shows or some of the research that she was reading shows that with females, it's not as effective for intermittent fasting as men, as far as like the weight loss and and all that stuff. Any, any thoughts on that? Or have you heard anything like that similarly? No, it's not, it's not less effective. It's the fact that they just probably should ease into it a little bit easier just to make sure that they don't have any hormonal fluctuations. There's a lot more reproductive hormones that are going on there that are designed to, uh, potentially shut down or, or downregulate if there's periods of time without eating. But I mean, it's the studies are consistent with men and women, you know, in terms of, of weight loss with intermittent fasting. So it's, I usually say women should start with shorter term fasts, like 12, 14 hours, and then just ease their way up and make sure they feel okay. But as far as results go, that's um, nah, around neutral. three, three times a week, roughly too. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend they do it all the time. You know, what, what about be, like Monday through Friday and then just the weekends off? That's not like having five yeah, days straight. I mean, that, is that good? So normally I wouldn't really recommend going five days straight. I'd usually say, you know, try to have a day yeah. in between. 
just so that you're not getting sort of addicted to that process and you're actually allowing the fasting to still be um, sort of that extra, that extra catalyst, that extra shock. Uh, so I usually say like every other day, if you're going to do okay. it frequently. And that's a really good tip for people that are listening right now that maybe have like, you know, like you're saying that busy lifestyle similar to yours or even crazier, you know, if they're traveling on airplanes or something like that, actually traveling on airplanes probably wouldn't be a bad day to intermittent fast because you're not putting a lot of stress in the digestive system, just focusing on having water. And that's pretty much it. Right. I mean, and then you're shooting yeah. for what, 16, 18 hours, roughly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Well, I know we're running a little short on time because you're very busy, but you're very generous with your time too. So we're going to start wrapping it up. But as with every episode, um, I end with 10 questions for the guest, And those, those questions are inspired by actually James Lipton and Bernard Pavot. So you ready for the rundown? Yeah, right, let's rock and roll. Who is your hero? So I would say John Muir. I mean, this is all coming off the, off the cuff, right? But, you know, John, John Muir is definitely one of my heroes. Just, just what he is, just his perspective on life in terms of, you know, the outdoors. And, and it's just, that speaks true to me. Very down to earth perspective nice. on everything. What excites you? Family, period. What turns you off? A lack of humor. Nice. What is your favorite sound? You know, it's changed since having, having mm -hmm. a kid, for sure. I mean, honestly, honestly, right now is definitely the sound of my yeah. kid's laughter. Uh, it used to be weird. It used to be the sound of, like, iron in a gym. <laughs> like, and now I'm, now I'm like, oh, man, that's so weird. <laughs> I'm like, now I just, I just want to hear my kid giggling and smiling and laughing. Yeah. yeah. What is your least favorite sound? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Um, you know, even though I work with first responders and military a lot, I still don't like the sound of sirens. It's just like, honestly, every time I hear it, I'm like, is my wife okay? Mm -hmm. Is my kid okay? Um, someone's hurt somewhere. I don't like that. Sure. You know? What is your favorite quote or saying? Yeah, uh, it's simple. It's the one that's tattooed on my shoulder. It's uh, all that waits atop the hill is the top of the hill. And actually the full quote is, Money doesn't wait atop the hill. Glory doesn't wait atop the hill. All that waits atop the hill is the damn top of the hill. I like it. In a couple words, what should a dad be? Present. In a couple words, what should a dad not be? Self-absorbed. If you could try any other profession, what would it be? Probably some kind of, uh, I'd say some kind of biochem research world where I could just be introverted and just get lost in flow. You know, like I, it's, I get in such a flow state when I'm doing things that are so detail oriented. So I think something like that would just be interesting. Nice. It's fitting for you too, because you like to, you could geek out on all that cool scientific stuff, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And finally, what would you be like, what would you like to be remembered for? I'd say, you know, being able to be the person that it's, it's a tough one, but you know, there's a lot of things I'd really like to be remembered for, but I, I don't put a lot of thought into them because I try not to like focus on that too much. But at the end of the day, you know, I like to be the one that is remembered for making people realize that health and these things that seem so difficult and, and almost lame would actually be 
make it fun. You know, and it's, I guess it comes down to the mission of my business too. Is like truly like being like Thomas was the guy that took these things that we were all afraid of and that we hated hearing and that we hated hearing in biology class and that we hated hearing from people telling us to get healthy and this. And he actually made it something that is like truly fun. And, you know, to add to that, I really want to be someone that actually paves the way that people changes the way people look at food and the trickle down effect with what I'm doing with the military and things like now is like, just, if we can just change how we look at food and just there, not even change necessarily how we eat, but how we look at food because it'll have a trickle down effect of how we eat. So I guess it's all about how we look at food and, and making nice. that fun. I love that. Uh, Thomas, tell everybody where, where they can find out more about you, what the next steps are, you know, where do you want them to check you out at? Yeah. I mean, there's a couple places. I think, you know, if you're for education, for content, I mean, there's no better place than YouTube. That's obviously just type in my name on you know, YouTube and you'll be covered up with content. Um, so that's a great place to drive people. ThomasDelauer.com is, you know, where you can get in touch with me. Um, you know, I have a couple of patents on some interesting products. So Pura Thrive, that's P-U-R-A-T-H-R-I-V-E.com. Uh, so that's, you know, liposomal micellar, uh, turmeric, things like that, that we've worked years on with our, our two patents and our technology there. So, you know, we're looking for quality supplements that are actually done in a different form than most people would really even look at, or you're just looking at some interesting technology, you know, you can find that there if you're looking for something more tangible uh, other than just information. Nice. I love it. Um, and then Instagram, just at Thomas Delauer. Yep. And it's T-H-O-M-A-S-D-E-L-A-U-E-R. And then Facebook is Thomas dot Delauer, right? At Thomas dot Delauer. Yep. Correct. Okay. Thomas, thank you so much for coming on. Anything you want to leave anybody with? You know, I mean, biggest thing is uh, don't be afraid to go against the grain of what everyone else is saying with the diet. We have barely scratched the surface and barely hit the tip of the iceberg when it comes down to what our bodies are capable of and what our cells are capable of. So if you find what works for you and everyone else says it's wrong, well, and chances are that they're wrong and you're the one that's figured out what works for you because we're all different. We all have different genes and our bodies are just barely yet to even be researched and discovered. Nice. Love it. Thank you so much for your time, Thomas. Have a great day. You bet. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Warrior Dads podcast. If you like this podcast and want to support it, please subscribe, leave comments, and share it with someone you think would benefit from listening as well. Thanks again, and keep on being a warrior dad.